0: Welcome to episode 018 for rawness of reality. I'm your host, Kevin Stalker. And in this episode, you have the opportunity to meet Mark Sotomayor. Mark is a young entrepreneur who started his own business called Tree Cup. His business is beverage based. And every time you buy one of his products, he plants a tree in Haiti, one for one. Listen in to hear how he confronted a cease and desist order, how he started his first crowdfunding campaign and how every time you buy a tea, he plants a tree. But enough from me.
1: Here's Mark Sotomayor. My favorite is the Jin, Xian and Yang. Okay. It's a mix of a strong green tea. Uh, the green tea is harvested totally different and it's completely organic. That one's from China. It has uh, spearmint, Uh, lemon and also ginseng to really give you a nice like kick of kick of uh, a lot of caffeine Mm -hmm. really behind uh, behind the green tea Uh, but yeah that one uh, that one was really mostly inspired by me having to get up in the morning right at college and like just looking for a concoction of the strongest tea I could make that'll keep me focused for you know uh, the morning and uh, just really make me feel good as Mm -hmm. well
0: so you definitely didn't like coffee or was coffee also part of your
1: diet <laughs> i drink more coffee than tea actually you do currently yeah. still i still yeah i feel like a hypocrite sometimes saying that uh yeah. saying i like i'm making people buy tea often you know that's my mm-hmm. push um but coffee i just nothing gets you going like a nice cup of mm-hmm. coffee you know when you really are trying to be productive or something
0: yep. yeah what about espresso
1: yeah i, I love espresso, espresso too. Yeah. a nice okay. americano yes mm-hmm. how about yourself
0: uh, so, so coffee I've really gotten into lately. Mm-hmm. I, I've been way more into tea throughout mm-hmm. my whole life. Uh, there's just something, I, I think it's healthier. I could mm-hmm. be wrong, but I think tea is healthier. Uh, but before we get into all types <laughs> of different tea yeah. and things like that, uh, I want to thank you for coming on Rawness yeah. of Reality today. Shout out to Mark Sotomayor. Mark has started his own business, Tree Cup, mm-hmm. and it started as Te, Te Amo. Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he wasn't allowed to keep the name Te Amo. and what he did was he asked his supporters and other people for inspiration for a new name, and I'd like to uh, hear how you came up with the new name, Tree Cup. I did see a uh, request video on your mm-hmm. YouTube, uh, and I'm sure you put that elsewhere on social media uh, but what was, uh, what was that like, asking
1: uh, your friends, family, and supporters for help with that? Yeah, that was an interesting time. Uh, in, when you're starting something and, uh, you know, something that the path really isn't clear, there's oftentimes setbacks, uh, and the setbacks can last a while. So we had to rebrand, as Kevin was saying, uh, to a different name. We used to be called amo. it was really fitting, it means I love you, and it also means T-love, so it was kind of like a Spanish play on words, and uh, so popular phrase, I love you in Spanish, Uh, so popular that a Guatemalan company actually sent us a cease and desist letter in the mail, and uh, it said we had to change the name by the end of the year, or else they'll sue us, right. And uh, so we were like at the top of uh, Google by that point whenever you typed in Talmo, you know I was pretty excited about that and obviously, you know our. Uh... So I was going to continue building the brand. It's a good thing that I got this letter and really was able to uh, start again and uh, Yeah, so I got that letter like uh, in July of 2018 and uh, after I got that letter, I was a little paralyzed. We were about to start a crowdfunding campaign. Uh, I called my, my lawyer, and he's like, don't do the crowdfunding campaign. You, uh, you know, they could take everything from you mm-hmm. if they wanted to. Uh, if you made any more money, they could take all the money you had, theoretically. Right? He's just speaking from a legal per, uh, perspective. And we went ahead and just did the crowdfunding campaign anyway, uh, just because uh, we still wanted to complete the task at hand, which was, you know, fund the marketing materials and all that behind our own tree nursery over in Haiti. Um, So time went on, and uh, I was kind of paralyzed. I stopped uh, pitching to different shops, the Tauma brand that I had been uh, selling hard, all right we had even had a couple nice pr pieces like the pittsburgh post gazette uh and other pittsburgh based kind of like lifestyle little blogs and so we had to change the name and i had no clue what to what to have uh i thought of a lot of cool names for example hey h-e-y t right hey mm-hmm. because we plant oh, trees in yeah. haiti okay. right and you i was even thinking you know with a marketing thing like that you could even just put just hay Like real bold, big letters, hay on the bottle. And when people talk about it, they'll talk about that hay tea, right? Mm -hmm. Or something like that. And then I thought about, you know, tree tea, right? That sounds naturally, you know, good for what we do, which is uh, plant a tree uh, for every bottle people buy. And, you know, I thought of other ones, um, one which I really liked. I kind of had an exotic ring to it, which I always like uh, for brand names. Uh, was Piebwa means tree in Haitian Creole that was taken as well Mm -hmm. all these were keep on being taken Um, I found that you know a lot of them even if I was to say file for a trademark to see if I could have the name nonetheless the domains taken or the hashtags taken or excuse me the uh, the at the username on like Instagram or whatever's taken Uh, so I, I couldn't find anything and finally it's December and i only have uh the rest of the month to change the name i don't know what to do i'm paralyzed and um so i put out this request for proposal uh, to like all the all the uh all my linkedin on uh, my website on youtube and you know a couple hundred people saw that and i had a google sheets which i had them go to to submit the name we got some awesome names um, one of them was like pittsburgh tea company sustainable tea company i thought that was cool Really, you know, some of the people which are just some of my friends from college or people who have had the tea before, you know, submitted were really interesting. Um, and then it was actually a trademark attorney that I had sold tea to at a vendor show uh, the summer previous. He sub- he he messaged me back on LinkedIn. He's like, What about tree cup? I'm like, tree cup, like teacup? And I looked up all the domain and everything. Nothing was taken. Mm-hmm. And then I looked it up on the trademark database for the government, and it wasn't taken. I'm like, it's not taken. Mm-hmm. And He's like, I know. I'm a trademark attorney. I, I, I checked it before I told you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm like, I. And then the vision of uh, the silhouette of the cup with the tree in it just came upon me, right? Mm-hmm. And that you know, when I thought of that, I'm like, okay, tree cup, it is. Mm-hmm and then the next month January is when uh we started getting started on the design so it was a long process really it was uh it was it was stressful because I didn't know if I was going to find a good enough name I didn't yeah. know if I was going to find something you know that was available to continue with but I think we pieced the pieces together quite nicely now
0: and and the design of the tree and the cup where, where did that come about you said in a vision is
1: uh yeah uh yeah, I mean it's just feeling, really. Mm-hmm. So he said tree cup, and I'm naturally thinking I study entrepreneurship in college, and I take a lot of marketing classes. That's kind of what my mind veers to, especially with naming mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I think it's kind of like a an intuitive thing. Yeah, you just kind of play around with different things. Could we try? It? Oh yeah, awesome. let's try All right. it. All right, awesome, awesome. Yeah, uh, for sure. Which which should is which? Yeah, so they're so. both our guayacol matcha. Here, let me show
0: you.
1: <laughs> it's a mix of two uh, Japanese green teas, and this particular flavor is a, is an interesting one. Shake it? Yeah, yeah, definitely shake it. It's brewed a little differently uh, than the other types, and it has a totally different flavor than your other types. And uh, we
0: can uh, we'll take pictures and like share everything. All right,
1: sweet, awesome. Yeah. So yeah, I'll leave this one kind of like intact for you guys to play around with later.
0: And so, I see that there's uh, leaves still in it?
1: Yeah, so, uh, matcha is a dry powder. It's like a concentrated green powder that the Japanese use in different ceremonies and such. Get,
0: there's some water in this from the ice. Do, would that ruin it,
1: you Nah, it'll no? be alright, cool. yeah. So, uh, yeah, so, matcha is a very particular flavor. So, you know, some people really like it. Uh, if you're not into uh flavors that are real earthy grassy you know then you you might not but thank you so yeah let me know what you think i will
0: i'm i'm a big tea advocate so mm. excited for this
1: cheers cheers <laughs> yeah and it's meant to be served ice iced so as we have here mm-hmm So this is...
0: It's really refreshing. Yeah, I'm glad. It's, it's extremely natural, too. I, I exactly. like that. Yeah, it, it, it like brings me to the roots of the, the tree itself.
1: Bingo. And uh, the big mm. thing with me is the feeling. So, that's it, incredible with any spice and herbs. It gives you a certain feeling. You know, certain coffees will make you feel certain ways. Uh, it'll make you digest certain ways, but it also make like your mind and your psyche feel a certain way. And I think tea... Perhaps has the most different, you know, in the in, in the whole in any tea the, with the amount of teas there are on Earth, there's a range of different effects and feelings that you can get from different sorts of tea, and so I hope you feel a little kind of zenful uh, with the matcha. Mm-hmm.
0: It's yeah, it's it's nice. I uh, I drink a lot of matcha tea actually. Uh, awesome. I, it, I'm not happy to say I always go to Starbucks for it for most of the time, um, it's okay. but, but I, have, yeah, I have their green tea matcha quite a bit, mm-hmm. and cold, I, like iced or hot, either way it's great, but just like the matcha itself, I feel like I could just like eat it up all the time, like, mm. it's really good, it's probably not like good to do that too much, but <laughs> like, it, it was definitely good, and um, so this this has matcha and it do any others have matcha as well?
1: no this is the only one that uh, tastes you know quite so uh, earthy as this one our other ones are uh, Peruvian chai tea that's actually my grandma's recipe yeah
0: you' you're, you're uh, sorry sorry to veer off oh, but no problem. I, I saw a video of uh, you I know your grandma was at the uh, the stovetop, and she was cooking. There yes. were all these different ingredients. Uh, what what is that? They're just like four.
1: Yeah, four, four ingredients.
0: Yeah, so four ingredients and water. Yes. And that's all it takes to make this tea, and it's
1: Peruvian chai tea. Yes, we caught the Peruvian chai. Yes. The Peruvian chai. Okay. I think we probably made up that flavor. Yeah. We did, as a yeah. matter of fact, but uh, it's 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 it is you know, and at its mm-hmm. essence, it's just. Chai and simple how the Peruvians do it with mm-hmm. kind of local ingredients there. So it's cinnamon, uh, cloves, and anise, all infused with an organic black tea. The base tea leaf uh, is from Sri Lanka, so that's grown like up in the uh, up in the clouds, up in the nice mountain tops up there. And yeah, we infuse them all together. We boil them, and they make that. And yeah, that that was our, our first flavor. That's actually the reason you know we started the company and uh since then we just added a couple teas and we're excited with our new packaging to really go out to the market uh to test out our unique flavors so this brings
0: me to a different question so it's peruvian chai tea yes and this is a recipe yeah recipe Uh sorry yeah so this is a recipe that has been a part of peruvians lives Mm -hmm. for how how long
1: yeah. Uh, For, forever, uh, yeah. Long back. time. Okay.
0: So, my question then is: People see that it is now being marketed as mm-hmm. Peruvian chai tea. Mm-hmm. What is uh, the community like? What are Peruvians thinking of this?
1: That's a good question. Now, there aren't a ton of Peruvians in Pittsburgh, but the ones that I've communicated, uh, the ones I do meet, I do make sure to you know uh, get to know them pretty well. And what they think of the Peruvian chai, especially the flavor, you know, they think that they all, they all say it's like something they've had or something that their mothers have made. It's just a well-known uh, mm, okay. thing around there. And Peruvians, they aren't very well-known for uh, – they aren't super impressive in the international stage, to be frank. You know, even in Peru, there's not a ton to be proud of, right? Machu Picchu, that's cool, right? The Nazca Lines, the beach – you know, people talk about the food and really that, that's about it. You know, soccer team's not too great. We're not too good at any sports, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. So Peruvians as a whole, uh, I think that, uh, yeah, the ones I've met are like that Peru's being brought out in an authentic way mm-hmm. into the marketplace or at least I'm attempting to do it. And they definitely support it and feel the the flavors true to the culture.
0: That's that's cool to know that you have that support. That's, yeah, yeah that's indeed. That's really cool. So, so Mike actually has a question. He's it's meaning yeah, so meaning to ask you. Yeah, I'll swing so over the mic. So yeah, awesome. Here's Mike. The mic. Uh, hey. Uh, What's up? So, uh, I have a focus in business, and like entrepreneurship is a huge interest for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things I wanted to get your perspective on is uh, how you turn like everything in the world, you know, is chaos, but you can pull it together into something that is coherent and orderly and it works for you. Um, how did you experience that when you were coming up with tree cup, the uh, you know, the entire process, how did you get that order?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. And it did. First off, I'd say it involves an outlook. I think I had a couple uh, ingredients like in my personality to, really you know nowadays i've been doing this for coming on this fall two years and i f- find fulfillment in it so i think me uh i love sales i used to work for uh, i used to sell knives okay. uh, cut cone okay. knives if okay. you guys yeah. have heard of that yeah, yeah i used to sell those knives back um like the last latter half of my high school and then all my freshman year and mm-hmm. i really really like sales i developed kind of a love for sales and so, yeah. Uh, and another thing, I, I traveled a lot. My 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 parents moved a lot while growing up, so um, kind of adapting to different people, uh, cultures, and uh, you know, just situations. I, I like that. I kind of I prefer that than just you know a day to day kind of consistent thing every day. And um, and yeah. So that, those are my outlooks. And then another thing is. Uh, you know, I just a really deep craving to I just want to start my business ever since I, I was in high school since uh, I, I joined Future Business Leaders of America. It's a club in high school my freshman year, and I had no clue what I wanted to do with my life up until then. Um, my dad, my de- my parents are foreign, right? So they either wanted me to be like a doctor or a lawyer. <laughs> and uh, but I knew, you know, ever since then, I, want, I wanted to do something in business. So all those mixed together. And um, there's a reason I started uh, Tamma, which I don't talk about very often, but I'm going to talk about it this time. So, um, so this, my sophomore year in college, uh, right before that, during in between my freshman and sophomore year, uh, for that knife-selling organization, I was a manager. So I had my own office, and it was a lot of work, like 60, 70 hours a week. And I had a lot of sales reps and all that that I had to manage, and so I did, it was a three month. It was like a, technically a four month position, so I had just worked my butt off, right, for this uh, knife selling organization. And it was cool. So, but uh, you know, I quit that at the end of the summer. I'm like, okay, well, this is the thing I did to kind of better myself, you know, to get my resume. But now I'm, I want to do something for me. And uh, yeah, then I started school, uh, stopped selling knives. And a couple weeks into school, uh, it's Labor Day weekend, and we have Labor Day weekend off. I go to Grove City College, by the way. And uh, I go back home, and my mom makes me all my favorite foods uh, for lunch. And there's a picture of my grandma's tea, literally drink the whole thing. And I'm like, Mom, this tea's so good, you could sell it. And she's like, Well, you study entrepreneurship. Why don't you? And then that's when the light bulb went off. And, you know, just a couple of weeks, I think like a month after, you know, quitting my other business which you know i had a lot of responsibility there um i'm like all right i want to i want to do this okay so immediately what happened next it was like all right mom after this you know let's empty out some milk gallons can you make me like two gallons of this tea i'm going to take it back to grove city to see if white people like it <laughs> and that week i was uh, just slinging tea in these little dixie cups you know having people try it and uh some people thought it was too sweet we had it really sweet back then now it's only six grams, uh, so it's about 20 calories worth per bottle, so very low. So we've kind of perfected the recipe since then. Point is, uh, two weeks go by, and uh, the school I go to is kind of strict and uh, a little conservative, you know. With, but I, I got kicked out of school for smoking weed. Uh, I got kicked out for the whole semester. Oh. And it was only one month into school. And I had been working on. Uh, I knew I wanted to do this tea thing for the last two weeks mm-hmm. uh, and I had been perfecting and really going hard at school like all my friends had tried the tea and all the variants and I had even had the name figured out Te Amo. I had labels printed and uh, I was really excited about moving forward with this even in a class I was actually going to use it in a simulation. I got kicked out of school right? and it was pretty embarrassing uh, you know especially in that school, small school, people talking and all that but, but that left me you know, it was interesting because that whole summer I was working my butt off, right? And then I thought it would get me ahead. And uh, I'd worked my butt off so much that, you know, I just smoked in a lot of weed at that time to cope with it, I guess. And uh, I got, you know, I, I got kicked out for weed and then I had four months empty. Nothing to do. I couldn't do anything. Or I could get a job, sure, but what? Like, do I really want to go like seven, eight dollars an hour and you know, people tell me what to do, being a waiter or whatever. So I'm um, I was really depressed for like a week and a half, you know. I remember like sleeping like twelve hours a-, a night. I've never done that in my life for like a week and a half straight. It was just but then after that, I'm like, All right, well, I have four months and people don't get this time to just work on whatever they want. Mm-hmm and i had a chip on my shoulder i needed to do something that was worthwhile to make this worth my time to make this suspension worth my time you know Mm -hmm. um and i'm like all right well i'm gonna do this i'm gonna start this tea business i'm gonna see how far i get and i had a goal of selling like a thousand bottles by uh, the end of the year and so uh, and so that's when the journey began. It started with me getting suspended from college, really. That's that's an awesome,
0: like, uh, bounce-back story, as I'd like to say. Yeah, you said it seems like you have a lot of bounce-back when someone hits you. You know, you bounce oh, right man. back. Well, I guess <laughs> yeah. time
1: will tell later on. I think I think perhaps uh, the stories I've heard, you know, people getting into financial troubles, I, I, I envision that might be a lot harder than, you know, just, uh, you know, getting delayed, getting a cease-desist, or getting kicked out of school. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> but it seems
0: like time and time again, no matter what's coming towards you to kind of disturb your path, you seem to uh, confront it with tenacity. Yeah, and, well, thank you. I yeah, appreciate that. Uh, yeah, of course. And I want to uh, kind of hear a little bit more about Haiti and mm-hmm. what you're doing there. You, you just got back from a trip mm-hmm. and you went and you planted some trees. Yep. Uh, Could you talk about how many trees, how it was, and what it's like to play the harmonica (laughs) with a bunch of Haitians around you uh, supporting (laughs) it? That's great. Yeah, Uh, yeah, I'd love to hear a little bit about all that.
1: Yeah, so, uh, yeah, Haiti. A lot of people, you know, ask the question of how did I get in touch with Haiti? They asked me, you know, are you Haitian? What's your roots with it? Mm-hmm. Um, they asked me if we grow the tea in Haiti, all that, you know. So while well, I was suspended, the very first vendor's market I did was uh, one that was local to my town of Evan City.
0: How, how quickly after your suspension was
1: that? I was signed up like two weeks after two or three weeks after
0: that's yeah yeah, that's what's up okay yeah (laughs) Yeah. uh so i'm sorry what did your school think of that did they know that was going on like yeah they they suspended you and then they're like whoa he's starting a business like they must have supported that right
1: yeah they supported it yeah
0: that's that's awesome okay yeah sorry to veer off
1: oh no problem yeah yeah they were supportive you know when i came back i was surprised that i wasn't as judged or as uh it wasn't as bad as I thought with people's mm-hmm. with people's perceptions. Or most
0: things never are. Yeah, it's, right. That's, that's the thing. We always <laughs> think things are going to be so much worse going into it. We're like, all right, everyone's going to hate me. Yeah, <laughs> but everyone's like, it's not like that. It, yeah, yeah. We're not really like uh, the the front focus of many people.
1: Yeah. most of the time. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I, I, people. We we have a tendency to make mountains out of molehills you know well said but uh, but yeah so i'm doing this vendor show and this is the first time i'm asking people for money in exchange for a bottle of tea all right and it was cool it was uh, actually a big zombie festival it was uh, so there's a movie called the night of the living dead it was filmed in my hometown i live like a mile from the cemetery and every year all these people from like around the us like literally all around like i had people from cali and texas come to this little town just because uh, they're big zombie fans and such. And so I had these uh, little zombie cups that I had ordered uh, from Alibaba to give the tea out in to make it somehow zombie themed. And so while I'm there, it's like a three day festival and I'm selling tea. You know, I'm nervous at the beginning. I get the hang of it. Point is by the third day, uh, I have a A random uh an older gentleman and two and two young uh, boys come up to me and they're trying the tea it's great they're like sticking around they're talking to me and uh they're they're like oh you gotta wait my son's coming the older gentleman said he's like my son's coming he's a professor uh he's an entrepreneur as well uh so he he'll definitely want to talk to you about this he comes his name's Dave Brower. And I give all the credit to him. And it was a very serendipitous moment. And keep in mind, you know, first vendor show ever. By now, I've done like over 70. So this guy asked me about where I'm at with the business. I told him, well, I want to attach a social cause, I want to continue to grow it, and I want to see, I want it to be healthy. I want it to be organic, and I would like to see this in markets like Whole Foods, uh, kind of premium, more premium markets. I want it to be like the Tom's of beverage. There's no philanthropic beverage I've seen, you know, from a little bit of research. And um, I'd been thinking about different things. Like, I'd been researching, like, Hurricane Irma was happening at that time. So it'd be cool if on the label it said, we donate some profits to Hurricane Irma. I like the concept Mm -hmm. of the cause marketing. Uh, from a business standpoint, mostly. So he tells me he sits on the board of a tree planting organization. He tells me about deforestation in Haiti and he's talking about it. And he, well, see, this is a businessman because it, what he really tells me is like, you know, the, to, to plant a tree in Haiti, it would be pretty inexpensive um, if you wanted to do something like, that, like a one for one campaign. And then I'm like, okay, well, give me the phone number of the director of uh, haiti friends he's like okay and you know we keep talking we keep in touch oh yeah and by the by the way this guy's a coffee and tea distributor he has his own uh, business okay yeah distributing it and he's made some you know some pretty good money off of it so we really connected so i get in touch with the director of haiti friends and uh i'd traveled a lot over the world you know peru i've been to the dominican republic i really had a heart for developing countries and I'm talking with him, and I, I get to know after a bit that he's the, he is the uh, grandson of the Mellon family here in Pittsburgh. Mm, okay. So uh, yeah, he's definitely got a really really good network here, and the organization's mostly funded by, uh, you know, uh, old money here in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. which I thought was cool, right? And um, he tells me it'll be about forty cents a tree. And at that time, I didn't know too much about the beverage industry. I'm like, 40 cents a tree, I'm selling it. I could sell it like two, three, maybe $4. That's doable. So I'm like, okay, buy a tea, plant a tree. That's it. We're going to mm-hmm. do that. And we've been doing it ever since. A couple months later, I had gone back to school. You know, my spring semester, Edward, the director of Haiti Friends, tells me I'm going to Haiti. Uh, this day was like March Um for a couple days, I'm going alone. You can come with me if you want. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, sweet. Definitely going to have to do that. Just me and the director of Haiti friends going. And uh, it falls literally on the whole week uh, the whole week of my midterms during that. Uh, so I, t- I tell my professors, I'm like, I'm going to Haiti for the midterms. And they were pissed. <laughs> But I went to Haiti. They they all were like don't go, yeah. uh, but they all let me do the test when I came back. Yeah, I told them I'm like, this. This was my plea. I study entrepreneurship. I'm gonna do something extremely entrepreneurial instead yeah. of taking your midterm.
0: They should have given you an A <laughs> just for that, and you shouldn't have had to take the midterm. At all. <laughs> right, that's what <laughs> yeah. I think. But yeah, you know, no. then again, you know. mm-hmm.
1: but I went. Um, I fell in love with Haiti. Uh, Haiti's uh, a misrepresented country. It's a very cheerful Caribbean community that's really happy. The people are a mix of French, Caribbean, which Caribbean is just a lot of dance, a lot of fun, a lot of hanging out, and you know, a little bit of Spanish and very African American Afro. And uh, I fell in love. And even the story of Haiti, I was inspired by it. Haiti is the only country in the history of the world where slaves overthrew the leaders and the government. Uh, which was France, of uh, one of the the you know the, the one of the world leaders back when they uh, gained their independence, Haiti, and they became their own country, and uh, ever since then they've been let out let left to dry really mm-hmm. by uh, the rest of the world in trade and sucked of their resources, mostly in the agricultural sense, which is why they're about eighty percent deforested and soils eroded. etcetera, said, et I said I could talk about it, but so I really had a heart for it, saw the need. And thought the price was good. Me and Ed, we became buddies right away. We're still good friends. And, uh, yeah, we've just been planting trees ever since. We've planted about 10,000 trees so far. 10,000. Indeed. And how many
0: have you individually touched seed (laughs) to soil?
1: (laughs) Yeah. uh, So we – Haiti Friends has a whole staff of about a dozen tree planters. So we pay them, and they do the task. I think, um, you know, if I were to go down with a missionary team or something – then that's good in all, you know. The trees would get planted, but you know it'd be more expensive for us. A and B, oh, yeah. it wouldn't be providing mm-hmm. work to a dozen people. So uh, me, I've only planted like hundred to two hundred, and that was this past trip uh, when we went there for what, about what two weeks. What was that
0: like? Uh, just doing the act of actually like planting the tree, knowing that like this is because like one individual seed is like one bottle. Like, what was
1: that feeling like when you planted the first one? It was amazing. Uh it was kind of mind-boggling because I don't feel like I'm doing the tough work over here. And um, this past year, by the way, we didn't, I mean, we only accounted for a very small percentage of the organization's funding, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not like uh, we're, we're not yet at the capacity to make a remarkable difference, although we're, we're uh, scaling up to that. But I still felt uh, the, they do a lot of work. You know, Mm -hmm. me, I do some decent work, but they are doing a lot of work over there day to day. A dozen of these Haitians work in the sun in this tree nursery every day. You know, the trees that we just come there and plant they had to plant three months ago and they had a weed around it they Mm -hmm. had to make sure it gets watered when there's no water over there every single sapling and they had to grow it to that extent and then even that day right when we're planting the trees it's a ton of work it's not like we just go outside you know dig a hole put a seed in Mm -hmm. we have these uh saplings that have been growing for the past three weeks over there um and there's thousands thousands and thousands and you know when i was there when we were getting ready to plant trees that morning it took them like two three hours to get all the trucks loaded with the trees and it was just a ton of work like stacking them up to fit like two thousand per truck mm-hmm. and that alone was a ton of work and then we had to go three hours up the rockiest route it was like we were off-roading and by the by the time you got up to the mountaintop you know um They all the all the community was there waiting for us in this community while they were while uh, the staff was surveying the area they were talking to all these farmers and hosting classes to teach them how to plant trees and uh, How to fertilize them how to make sure they don't die uh, Certain sort of you know natural pesticides they can use against different things and so that they've done a ton of legwork this organization um, and really, all we had to do is just show up, do a little bit of work, and so it—it was—it was great to be a part of something big. But they're the ones that do a ton of work, and that just makes me feel like I'm getting a good return. You yeah. know, I'm not just getting a return on money, you know, because our company is exists to make a profit. Mm-hmm. But I'm getting a return because all these people get are spending their time being paid. Uh, to, to, to do this as well. You know, they have a job Mm -hmm. uh, because of, you know, something we're supporting. So it's, it's, it's very complex, you know, how everything works and I'm kind of overwhelmed by just how much they do. Uh, So that's what I think whenever I'm there planting the trees, they, they, they do a lot really.
0: Thanks for sticking around for the last 30 minutes. I really enjoyed speaking with Mark and I hope you all enjoyed listening. The next part of this episode is called Burst Time. This isn't the first time for Burst Time, but I'm going to break it down for you. So I asked Mark four different questions, pretty sporadic and off the top of my head. While I asked him the questions, we're going to be eating Starburst. I hope you guys are ready. Here we go. I'm ready. Are you ready?
1: I'm ready. All right, let's go.
0: So this isn't the first time for first time, but we're doing it now. So what we do is we take a pack of Starburst and we open it up. Uh, as I open it up, I'll tell you what we're doing. So with this pack of Starburst, we're gonna eat them. Mike, you can have some too. Pay your taxes. Yay. So this pack today is a duos pack. There's like multiple flavors going on in here. So, oh great yeah starburst mm-hmm. i'm gonna ask you some questions while we eat these Starburst. sweet and uh we'll go from there they could be relatively short fast so favorite type of tea that isn't a tree cup brand mm-hmm.
1: kombucha uh kombucha tea really i like all sorts of kombuchas uh, if it's like a fruity sort of tea and it's a kombucha, then I'm a real big fan of it.
0: Favorite artist out of Pittsburgh, um,
1: uh,
0: like ever, singer or anything. These are really chewy today. Wow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Favorite artist out of Pittsburgh. Favorite artist out of Pittsburgh. I'm not. I don't know a ton of artists out of Pittsburgh. I think Andy Warhol. Okay. You?
0: I was going to say Andy Warhol, oh, too. But currently, I'd have to say Zachary Rudder. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a local artist uh, who's currently thriving in the city right now. Fantastic. Uh, he, he's the spread love symbol right there. Uh, the one in the middle. Oh, great. Yeah. Just check him out sometime. Yeah,
1: I will.
0: Okay. So if you were going to take a book on the plane to Haiti, what book would that be?
1: Okay. Kingdom of Our Worlds. It's actually a book about Haiti, Haiti's revolution, and really the whole history of it. I've been recommended it several times. I haven't read it yet. Mm-hmm. I hear it's like the best book on Haiti. Kingdom of Our Worlds.
0: hmm <laughs> Favorite Starburst flavor. <laughs>
1: orange. Really? Yeah.
0: I don't like orange. Mm. Personally. We could still get a long way. What does rawness of reality mean to you?
1: Uh, yeah, You, we were talking a little bit about authenticity before this. But it's just more than that. You know, I think I'm reading a book about mindfulness right now. Uh, written by actually a local... Uh, you should actually have him on your podcast. Roddy Gibbs is his name. Roddy Gibbs, okay fantastic guy reading that and his talks about being in the present and you know meditation as a practice of trying to be in the present uh so i think you know rawness of reality i think the only thing we know is real you know is the present (laughs) you know that's about it because as and we're creating these moments organically and even when we think about the past or the future although we're thinking you're right in the we're thinking in The realm of reality but it's not reality because it's been hindered by our mind or whatever the only thing we the only thing that's real real raw is this so that's what i think of when i think rawness of reality
0: okay that's what's up um that's that's really all i have for you today uh mike do you have anything else (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> all right awesome yeah. righty, yeah really glad to have yeah. you yeah thanks again oh shout out to harlan cole phillips uh for connecting us yeah thanks and, man uh yeah you guys buy some tea so he can start planting more trees we'll see ya. Let's, yeah. cool all right that yeah. was nice Did you like it yeah, yeah that was good good times good times indeed again I enjoyed speaking with Mark Sotomayor, and I hope you guys enjoyed listening. I know I've taken a brief hiatus, but I'm back and better than ever. Remember, subscribe to our channel, rate us five stars, and tell me what you'd like to hear from me, how I'm doing, and how I can improve. Our episodes can only get better from here. I want to give a big thank you to Mike Campus, our production manager, and Joe Cal on The Beats. And one more big shout-out to Mark Sotomayor. Thanks again for the tea, and remember people, every time you buy a tea, he plants a tree. One tea for a tree, that sounds like a good deal to me. And remember, stay raw with reality.